the past 160 years. And if it has, it currently accounts for 40% of the world's supply. No wonder pop is right at the heart of the Brazilian culture. And it would play a great role in my life. Since I was very little, I would drink a bit of pop from my mom's cup. Plus, at the age of seven, six, she would give me a latte in the morning, just before going to school. So I have a friend, she knows I love coffee. She gave me this whole art. There is something written on it. And I don't want to talk about this type of coffee. When I look at this, I instantly think of a coffee, because it looks like a cup. But this is not the type of coffee I want to talk to you about this morning. The coffee that I want to talk to you this morning is a type of coffee that you will not find at Starbucks or Costco. It is about tastier, free of charge, and it can change your life. And the good news is, you can find it here this morning. I'm going to talk about the acronym COFFEE, C-O-F-F-E-E, which stands for Christ's Offer Forgiveness for Everyone, Everywhere. Master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until 
Thank you. 
And when we live our lives according to our own ways, our own desires, away from God, independent of God, the Bible says that we are dead. We are separated from the life of God. And the third thing, the Bible says in Ephesians 2.12, without Christ, we have no hope in this world. The Bible reads, remember that at that time you were separated from Christ, you were away, you were foreigners to the covenant. You were without hope and without God in the world. So the picture is really distressing. Our sins separated from God, without Christ we have no hope in this world. But the next verse in Ephesians is very encouraging because it has a preposition that says, I'm going to read that for you. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So once we were far away, dead in our sins, now we have been brought near by the blood of Christ. And that shows the amazing love we have, the amazing God of love we have. A God who has taken the initiative to bring us back into a relationship with Him. Romans 5 says that God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So now we have been justified by His blood. The word justified means you are now seen and righteous before God. just before my eyes, because my son has shed his blood to cleanse you, to purify you. You can become new again. So that's what we learn in this parable. The same way that that king forgave the son, God forgives us. So there are two points that I believe Jesus wants us to teach the disciples. The first one, God forgives us in Jesus Christ. Paul says in Colossians 2, 13, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. I have underlined that we were made alive with Christ. Because I think this is very important. We were once dead, we are now Forgiveness is only found in Jesus Christ. The cross speaks forgiveness. The cross shouts forgiveness to the world. There is a saying by Billy Graham, if you know him, he was one of the greatest evangelists of the past century. And he said, the cross shows us the seriousness of our sins, but it also shows us the immeasurable love of God. The cross shows us the seriousness of our sins, but it also shows us the immeasurable love of God. It was serious because the Son of God had to die on my behalf and on your behalf. His blood was shed so that we could be cleansed and justified before God. And it also shows the immeasurable love of God because God loved the world 
have not perished, but have eternal life. God wants to give you eternal life. And eternal life is only found in Jesus Christ. I was reading the other day one of my devotions. And I read, Forgiveness is God's recipe for precious time. I love that. Forgiveness is God's recipe for precious time. But if a follower of Christ here this morning, your relationship with God is started with forgiveness. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. But if you're here this morning exploring faith, there is an invitation to you this morning to receive God's love and forgiveness to your life this morning. You can be made alive and receive this morning. How do you do that? You might be wondering. Examine your heart. Perhaps you have been living away from God. You have been making your own choices. And you have let your heart be hardened by pride and arrogance. Then now it's time to turn to God. Just repent from your sins and turn to God by saying yes to Him this morning his love for you demonstrated on the cross. And if you do that, you can be made new in Christ Jesus today. Forgiveness is freely given and is received by faith. It is given freely. This is what says Romans 3.25. And we are all justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. As I said, we are all and declares we are not guilty anymore if we trust in Jesus Christ. No matter what you have done in your past, the blood of Christ is sufficient to cover your past, your present, and your future. You have forgiveness. So receive his forgiveness by faith this morning. Believe and receive it. The second point we see in this parable, we see that that was forgiven a huge amount of money, gold. He went out happy, celebrating that he had no debt anymore. And he met up with a fellow servant who was owing him only a hundred silver coins. And again, I checked on Google how much one kilo of silver is worth today. It is worth 396 pounds. We cannot even compare. The first servant owed This guy, each kilo of silver, today costs 396 pounds. The fellow servant could not find mercy because the wicked servant had a hardened heart. The Bible says that he received his pay. You can see this in the Bible. Let's read it together. That we learn that God expects us to forgive our debts. Verses 32 to 35. Then the master called the servant in, you wicked servant, he said. I came through all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailer to be hosted until he should pay back all the debt. 
live by sight, but we have to live by faith. We are not to live based on our emotions or the circumstances, but we are to live by the Word of God. And when you step out of faith, when you make a decision to continue, the good news is Jesus is by your side. He's standing right next to you to give you help. He's with you. You're not going to go this journey on your own. He's with you. His presence is always there. You see, across the gospel, all the letters Paul instructs the churches to forgive always. There is one verse in Ephesians 4.32 that reads, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as Christ in Christ, God forgave you. Just in Christ, God forgave you. In my own life, forgiveness was very personal. I'm only child, and I grew up in a household where my mom was really present. My father was present physically, but not emotionally. So in a lot of times, in seasons of my life, he was not there. He didn't take part in important matters of my life. Two years ago, at the same year the Lord revealed that to me, I got a call from Brazil that my father had been diagnosed with a type of, of leukemia. This was just before the summer holidays. So I decided to go, take advantage of the holidays. But as I was preparing to go to Brazil, I was praying and I was asking the Lord, Lord, please provide an opportunity, a time that I'll have with my dad, that I can tell him, even though he doesn't know that he has hurt me, I will choose to tell him, I miss you, but I forgive you and I love you. So I got there, the Lord was so amazing and merciful, and I felt that from the first day I got there, my dad was drawn towards me in a way that he, he had never been before. It was different. And then in one afternoon, we got to talk, and I approached him, and I just said, Dad, I miss you. Thirty-eight. 
I truly believe that when I forgave him, something shifted in the spiritual realm. Something happened and we got connected. So I left Brazil in July, end of August. Sadly, three months later, my death happened very unexpectedly of a disease that I never knew about it. It wasn't even in my consciousness. It was a broken heart. I had never felt such a pain in my life. It hurt so much in your soul. It is truly the darkest night of your soul. At that one moment, I could have resented God, couldn't I? Because I left Brazil full of expectations and dreams. I came to the UK dreaming about my relationship with God, with my father. And then three months later, no more. I had many questions in my mind. However, at that point, I had to make a decision. Was gonna, was gonna I let the pain break me or make me? Was gonna I let the pain make me better or bitter? So I made a decision, Lord, I don't have the answers, but I'm going to trust you in the midst. And I'm going to let this pain make me better. Brothers and sisters, there are times in our life we don't have the answers. And we must choose to trust the Lord in the midst. This is talking seriously. Knowing that He's good and He has a plan. He has a hope and a future for us. Unforgiveness will bring torment to your life. Unforgiveness is very dangerous, actually. It may grow into bitterness and resentment. And the Bible warns us against a root of bitterness. I'm going to quick read from the Living Bible. It says, Watch out that no bitterness takes root among you. For as it springs up, it causes deep trouble, hurting many people in their Bitterness will bring trouble into your emotions. Bitterness and resentment will incarcerate your emotions. You are the one that is going to be in prison, not the person who offended you. And also, bitterness will contaminate those around you. It will interfere in your relationships. So we must protect our hearts. It will and unforgiveness will most definitely steal your joy and peace. You will be tormented. You will not have joy in your life. And this is something that the enemy will take advantage of. Because the Bible says that he came to steal, kill, and destroy. And he will use unforgiveness to steal your peace and joy and steal your life of joy and peace. Unforgiveness can also affect your physical health. A lot of doctors have said that people who hold grudges against people, their immune system is low, and that affects the process of healing. You can be a blocker to healing, an obstacle to healing. And above all, it will block God's presence in your life. Because Jesus says that those who believe in him, rivers of living water will come out of the inside. So how come Holy God, His holy presence will dwell in your heart through your forgiveness and through Jesus. We have to be forgiven. But Rick Warren has an interesting phrase for us. 
is the founding pastor of Shadow Back Church in America, and he says, he says, I forgive first because I have been forgiven by God. Second, for the earth forgiveness makes me miserable. And third, I'm going to need more forgiveness in the future. So we don't forgive for that forgive for hours. This is so true. When you make a decision to forgive, in obedience to God, out of your love for Christ, you are the one that is freeing yourselves from the pain and the hurt. And you will experience freedom. You will, God will reward your obedience. He will honor you for it. The thing is, sometimes we struggle to forgive, and this is not what the joy is. Everybody struggles to this side of glory. But what destroys us is the refusal to forgive, the de- desire that I will avenge, that person will pay me back. Romans 12, 19, God says, it is mine to avenge. I will repay, says the Lord. And the message Bible says, don't hit back. Don't insist on getting even. That's not for you to do.
said to me, I don't know. I'd like to pray a prayer first for those who are here this morning exploring faith, and you have not experienced God's forgiveness for your life yet. Perhaps you're here this morning, but you not have met this amazing Jesus yet, who loves you so much and wants to be your friend. So can I invite you to close your eyes? I'd like to give some space to those people who want to take this step this morning. So everybody's going to close their eyes and we have some privacy. But if you're here this morning and you want to say yes to Jesus, you want to experience the abundant life he has for you, I'd like to invite you to pray with me in your heart. Thank you, Jesus, that you died on the cross for my sins. I ask you to forgive me today and I want to receive your forgiveness and your favor. I invite you to come to my life to fill my life with the Holy Spirit and make me alive again. I want to be new. I want to accept you, Lord, in my life. Receive my life this morning and I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. And forgive me. With your eyes